This is Letters from an International Student. You're listening to Letters from an International Student, a podcast from Student Life and Learning Support, all about how international students who use English as an additional language tackle challenges and build confidence as writers at Canadian universities. I'm your host, Heejin. This week's episode, we are talking about plagiarism, citations, and academic integrity. Most universities have offices dedicated to the idea of academic integrity. Here's a video from our university's office about how academic dishonesty can happen. Spoiler alert, it's pretty 2000. Allison, I want to give you the benefit of the Wait a minute. But I'm concerned about Is this one of those premonition style dreams? It would seem you forgot to cite almost half of this essay. Oh, right. I must have forgotten. I'm sorry, but it seems to be a little more than that. I'm going to have to fail this essay. What? People think that students who plagiarize are the bad students, who are being lazy, disorganized, or trying to cheat the education system. Like Allison from the video, who leaves her assignment until the very last minute and has a scary dream about getting in trouble for accidentally plagiarizing. But academic misconduct can happen to lots of students who may not even be aware that they're breaking the rules. Even missing one citation can technically be academic misconduct. That was my biggest fear in my first year, actually. I had to spend 30 minutes just to create one in-text citation, which was the book Understanding Media by Marshall McLuhan. Wow, this brings back memories. Academic integrity as a whole can be described as a code of ethics for academic work. Academic offenses indeed include plagiarism when a student neglects to give an academic credit. It can also involve collaborating with a peer on individual assignments or tests. Using proper citations is a standard part of upholding academic integrity. They can also be the most daunting part of the process with their many specific rules. There's APA, MLA, Chicago style, a whole range of reference styles with seemingly countless rules within each of them. Students can spend hours doing their citations on top of the actual writing part of the assignment. The task of placing references in your paper can feel tedious, but there's a lot at stake for students who fail to do it properly. Not everyone's aware of these concepts from the get-go. In fact, for lots of international students, the idea of using citation is actually brand new. Most Canadian universities do not track academic misconduct statistics based on students' country of origin. However, a 2011 study by the University of Windsor found that international students violated academic integrity standards at three times the rates as their domestic counterparts. Another study by the University of Southern California found that international students made up nearly half of all academic misconduct cases, despite making up only 10% of the student population. Although this is an American statistic, we think it does provide some evidence of what many people at the university know anecdotally. 
International students are often more likely to struggle with expectations related to academic integrity than their domestic peers. On this episode of the podcast, we'll learn about the challenges some international students have faced while navigating academic integrity, as well as the support available to students who want to learn more about citations, plagiarism, and academic integrity. To explore this topic, we're revisiting Irfan and Soumin from the first episode, and additionally, Asher Gafar from the Academic Integrity Office. In India, when I was with my friends group, we all had the same experience from different universities. We don't really give any credits to the author. As you might know from the previous episode, Irfan studied in India, where it was uncommon to use citations in papers. But over here, we do uh, appreciate his efforts for his work. Apart from that, we back up our data with his research paper or with his technical findings by quoting him in the at least in the reference column. Idea of citations it appreciates an author and uh, it also backups one's own finding. We are just giving few credits to him because it is not our work. It is somebody else's work, and we are using his idea. Basing on his idea, we are making our research. This is Irfan recalling his first encounter with plagiarism at university and how it affected his confidence at school. I did encounter a professor who have given me two marks out of ten marks just because I got plagiarism score of fifty three percent. Percentages aren't everything when it comes to academic integrity. Some professors may be concerned with numbers. From a student perspective, however, it can help to focus more on strategies like paraphrasing to avoid running into problems with academic integrity. That's the point. I felt very bad about myself. I was not aware about this plagiarism, and uh, I just felt like I need to get back home. This master's is not uh, suitable for me, and this country is not the place where I will be a good fit. I went to my professor and I have asked, like, what is this plagiarism? I have never came across, and you have mentioned in the co- comments it's fifty-three percent plagiarism, and she have told me when I saw your assignment, you have directly taken it from the articles or from Google website or Google Scholar or few of the reference books. Which I have posted for you. This is not what I was expecting in the assignments, and she asked me to read everything, write the answers in my own way, in my own style. Irfan has since become more comfortable with the expectations around academic integrity. To be honest, I was freaked out when I saw it was twenty percent for the first time, but later, you know, life is a part. You have to learn and grow. Uh, I learned it from my mistake, and I grew it. And right now, I submitted my master's thesis as well. I am done with my oral presentations. I have a convocation on twenty third of June, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, June twenty third. So you see the level of my improvement. That is how life works, and I I feel glad about myself to look at my improvement in this context. Well, in Korea, we have the citation. But the method is, I think we do the footnote, and also like I was in high school, so I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Soumin is from Korea, just like me. She says she was initially unfamiliar with North American citation systems. It took her lots of time to learn the ins and outs of the referencing system. But like here, I was in university, and you know, before writing my first writing report. 
profs always mention how important the citation plagiarism is. They were like, okay, if you copied from the other's work, and if you don't tell me that you got it from the other's work, that's plagiarism. I mean, I know that, but like they were mentioning, like if you change a few words, they seem sound kind of like scary. So I was like, okay, let's start. And then, well, I remember exactly. First time I copied or like paraphrased something from other um, paper, with just APA citation, I had to spend like not lying fifty minutes, for like in-text citation and the reference list. Also, it it was very confusing because some people say like, if it's from your brain, it's okay, but if it's a fact, it's not. So okay. <laughs> Soumin also mentioned that international students may benefit from some type of workshops on citations and referencing at the beginning of the school year. I know there's already a lot of sources um get help on. I think it will be better if they have like a little seminar session, maybe like one hour just before you know when they start writing their reports, just to let them know like what APA and what MLA is because. I know for sure most international students don't even know what they are, and obviously they wouldn't know like how to cite it properly at that point. So I think having a little overview of what those things are, those things might really help. Over time, Soumin has adopted some techniques to help avoid plagiarism in her own work. Well, before writing my、um, first report, my profs were really nice, and they were like, you know, you can do direct citations using the quotation marks, but it's like recommended to do more of the paraphrasing, right? So I had that mindset. Okay, so I mean, start paraphrasing first, and if it's like inspirational, like this quote cannot be changed, then you can direct cite. Yeah, I think it's just practice makes everything better. I just practice paraphrasing more and. Now, when I see a sentence that I want to like quote on, I tend to just switch up every sentence. You know, yeah, practice makes everything better. On top of that, she started getting support from Ted Rogers School of Management, in short, TRSM's writing support center as well. Here, she met a great mentor. I did my first writing, and then I guess I didn't know how to write, and also like I didn't know what grade I'm gonna get at that point, cause you know, like. First time, so it's just like let's believe in myself. So I did it, and then I got like fifty four or fifty six, and I was like, okay. So I mean, like, your writing's not bad, I don't think, but I want more than just like above the passing grade, right? So for that next assignment, I started to go to writing support center. He kind of suggested, like, you know, like, what if you change this sentence? Like, this sentence kind of doesn't make sense. In my point of view, it would have made sense because I think in Korean, and I might want to just like translate that in English. Some words that I use were like not fitting to the essay sometimes, so he mentioned that as well, and I like changed my stuff. A lot of people think academic integrity office consists of scary people, and it's a place where you visit when you do something wrong. But that is not necessarily true. One of the crucial roles they have is to educate people on what plagiarism is, and how to cite sources properly and give credit. Asher Kafar works as an academic integrity specialist at AIO. He's here to share his perspective on plagiarism and citations. 
He's also talking about policy 60, which is university's policy on plagiarism. So what does AIO actually do? And in terms of our role, we're a neutral party and we serve as an information resource that seeks to promote a culture of academic integrity at the university through innovative educational um, training for both faculty and students. And we also manage the whole policy 60 process to ensure that it's carried out in a fair and transparent manner. And also, of course, um, we have you know, a variety of games and educational resources that help students to really grasp um, the importance of academic integrity. Asher also talks about academic integrity, which you might be familiar with. It is always mentioned in the appendix section of your course syllabus. One of the biggest challenges identified by Asher is paraphrasing which involves putting someone else's ideas in your own words. This is an important skill to have in order to avoid copying someone else's words exactly in your writing. I would say paraphrasing is the key issue. I would say that 30% of the students that cases that I see are around correct paraphrasing. That, I think, would be the key issue in terms of moving forward, implementing educational, um, more educational awareness around uh, paraphrasing. Asher also described the difficulty some students have in deciding whether or not sentence is considered a common knowledge and therefore does not need a citation. The other one that came that comes up actually a lot is what constitutes common knowledge. And so again, developing our workshops around critically thinking about what constitutes common knowledge in terms of the various disciplines as well. Of course, common knowledge can have a lot to do with where you're raised. So what's common knowledge for the domestic student may not be the same for an international student and vice versa. Asher sees academic integrity as a skill that should be practiced in the classroom. Faculty members do not see academic integrity as mere information, but rather as a skill, as we do in the Writing Center, to see academic integrity as a skill. And it's so easy for a faculty member, for example, at the beginning of every course to say, hey, let's have a low stakes paraphrasing assignment and let's connect it to the content of the course. Because one of my constraints as a faculty member at another university is that there's not a lot of time to teach writing, right? If I have to teach all of this material, how am I going to teach writing? But if we see form and content as connected, right, if then we're going to see writing and content that, we're that we want students to learn as being interconnected. That is when they struggle through the writing process, they're actually struggling through the subject matter as well. There's a, a relationship that's really important for us to acknowledge. And in my opinion, a lot of 20% of cases that we see would, would not occur if we designed assignments differently. And, you know, at least in the plagiarism category, I'm confident that if we, um, if faculty emphasized paraphrasing in conjunction with the importance of academic integrity within the various professions that they're connected to, whether it's nursing or engineering, he also mentions that understandings of academic integrity at Canadian universities as being narrowly informed by Western ideas of ownership and individuality. A lot of the scholarship does show a kind of disconnect between how students, how faculty members understand it. And then within students' perspectives, of course, there's different cultural perspectives. And I remember interviewing Indigenous students at the University of Calgary, and they had very different understandings of uh, academic integrity and, you know, and property in general, that I would say 
that those conversations challenge us to think differently about academic integrity and contribute to the conversation. I mean, intellectually, what we need to do, I would say, is locate points within the Western rhetorical tradition. You know, academic integrity is an ethical condition of a scholarly discourse community. It's the agreed upon means of scholarly debate. It's how you enter into this conversation. And so moving it away from property and an understanding of this notion of, you know, romantic sense of individuality. You know, I think we just need to be more nuanced and complex in how we understand this. Well, it seems like everyone has different experiences with academic integrity. Some of you might be panicking just like me in first year because you have never even heard of the term citation. Don't worry, as Somin said, you'll get there. Think of it as this. When you're watching a movie, you see the credit rolls. When you're done listening to a podcast, you listen to the credits. When you go to the museum, you see a little name tag on the bottom stating who drew the painting. It is the same concept, to give credits. Different citation styles are promises that are made to keep things consistent. The core of it is to thank the person who you are borrowing the ideas from and be a part of the academic discourse. You're being a scholar. Isn't that cool? Does this help you feel less intimidated? I hope so. Thank you for listening to this episode of Letters from an International Student. This was your host, Heejin. Don't forget to tune in to our next episode where we talk about where to get help for support and accessing on-campus resources. See you! This podcast was produced by Heejin Kim, Mira Govindasamy, and Katria Bolger. Graphic design is by Miriam Nusser, and this episode was edited by Heejin Kim. Thank you to the RBC Immigrant Diversity and Inclusion Grant, as well as Student Life and Learning Support for support with this project. Special thanks to our interviewees, Asher Gafar, Somin Park, and Irfan Sheikh.